praise the name of the Lord Jesus. I take this opportunity one more time just to greet everyone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Excuse me. Special greetings to our visiting friends, uh, some, of, some of which have now become family. Uh, Faith Deliverance International Ministries, we want to greet you in the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray that everyone's heart will be blessed, will be touched tonight by what the Lord will have to share with us. I don't come with anything new. I come with just the word of the living God. And I sat here and I'm thinking about it. Brothers and sisters, uh, some of us uh, may be tired of what I have to say. I may sound like a stock record at times. But uh, to be honest, I, I reflect on the ministry of Jesus. And I was thinking, doesn't it really doesn't matter how people feel about what is being said. And I'm not speaking down to you. I'm just for my own benefit. But what really matters is to make sure that whatever we are saying, it is being done to the honor and the glory of his name. If this is, if, if, if the Lord is leading us in a direction, giving us something to say. It doesn't matter what the crowd thinks. What matters in the end is to make sure that the name of the Lord is glorified. Uh, too often, sometimes even as preachers, teachers, we tend to uh, put ourselves under pressure, trying to, uh, to prove our knowledge of the word, or to ensure that we're not repeating ourselves or so forth. But i rather repeat myself, which Paul describes as being safe. And so tonight, I want us to, we're going to look a little bit, beginning with the life of Jesus. And then we continue back in the book of Acts chapter 2. Let's put Acts chapter 2 and verse 42 on the screen. You know, it would have been a night that we'd be studying the Leviticus, but I, I, I feel the Spirit just pushing me to stay right here. And so, I want, can you put the King James Version? There's a word there. And they continued steadfastly, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. Steadfastly. To be steadfast as defined means not subject to change. Not subject to change. Firmly fixed in place or to be firm in one's belief. 
not subject to, to, to change. And the first thing we notice is that a group of people, God's children, God's elect, the church, Luke said in his writing that they continued the trapped in a cycle of steadfastness or to be steadfast not changing will never change they continue to be firm in their belief firmly fixed in place as Jesus would have told his disciples upon this rock I built my church the church positioned on the rock Jesus Christ the word the living word and we know that the word can never change and will never change I want us to understand this brothers and sisters it doesn't matter how this world changes it doesn't matter the variety of cultures that can be found in the world the church remains steadfast in doctrine and uh, let's just stop at doctrine for tonight and doctrine is from the Greek word diake which just simply means teaching and so they continued steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and we know that the apostles were given their doctrine from Jesus Christ. These are men who, as the word, um, can be defined as one who is sent to be sent, an apostle. And so they received their teaching, their doctrine from Jesus Christ. In the same book of Acts chapter 2, brothers and sisters, Peter said to the men of Israel, Acts 2 and verse 22, Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you as he yourselves also know you cannot refute it you saw the miracles you saw the wonders and the signs that Jesus performed right in your midst. He wasn't hiding and doing these things. He took it right to the temple. In the synagogues. You could find him. 
in the towns, in the villages, you could find him performing miracles. It was the top story of every day. Peter says, these wonders, these signs, these miracles demonstrated to us that he was approved of God. Jesus. When we look, brothers and sisters, it tells us something a little bit deeper. If we are connected to Christ, if we represent the body of Christ, if we are the body of Christ, it means that we continue in the activity of Christ in doctrine and also God will show his approval of his people by demonstrating signs, wonders and miracles not his approval of an individual, but his approval of the body of Christ. I want us to understand, brothers and sisters, that Jesus sees his body. His body. Many members anointed in various, with various gifts and calling, but one body. Let's look as to why he was approved. Why he was approved. Yes, we know he's God manifested in the flesh. But Peter is telling us a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs which God did by him in the midst of you. Because this can tell us, brothers and sisters, of our position or where we stand at this critical moment in time. John 6 and 38, verse 38, John writes, he said, For, this is Jesus speaking, I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. So we begin to understand that performing the will of God, God will show his approval to any man to any body 
as a body speaking, whether it be an assembly, the corporate body of believers, God will show his approval. The apostles, in one passage of scripture, when they were whipped, taken from prison, whipped and sent home and commanded not to teach in the name of the Lord Jesus, they went home and they prayed and they asked God for boldness and asked the Lord to stretch forth his hands with signs and wonders. In other words, show your approval on the message that we are bringing. You see, brothers and sisters, church, the Jesus experience has everything to do with the Jesus message. I often, and I will stop for a little bit, I remember I used to go about, you know, pitching this tent all over Jamaica. And I noticed something that my, my uncle would do back then. I would think he would use the radio program that he's on, about three different stations in Jamaica, to advertise the tent meeting in different cities. And I'm looking now, sometimes I'm doing the broadcast with him and I'm expecting him at the end to say something about the tent ministry that's going on. And I asked him one time, why don't you advertise? He said, that's not the ministry of Jesus. I said, what do you mean? He said, Jesus advertises himself with signs and wonders. And that will attract the people. You don't need to print flyers and put things on a label to say, we're having a Jesus session over here. People will know it's a Jesus movement by when he stamps his approval. And so I'm trying to learn. The first night, he's having prayer. It's beginning like the Sunday night. Monday night starts with the message of Jesus. Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and Thursday night. He said, bring the deaf, bring the blind. And people in the community would bring the sick. They'll bring the deaf, they'll bring the blind. Bring the dumb. And I see where Jesus honors his message by healing the deaf, opening the eyes of the blind, and causing the dumb to speak. And before... We would have sometimes just a handful of people under the tent. But by the time the Lord stamps his approval, the tent was packed out the following weeks. And so this is where we understand the Jesus message when executed correctly will show forth the approval of God. That's why Peter said, a man approve of God. Why? Because he said, I did not come from heaven not to do my own will, but I came down to do the will of him who sent me. Because he was faithful, he was steadfast. God approve 
signs, wonders, and miracles. John 7 verse 14. Now about the midst of the feast, Jesus went up into the temple and taught his teaching. And the Jews marveled, saying, How knoweth this man letters, having never learned? His teaching, doctrines. And Jesus answered them and said, My doctrine is not mine. They continued steadfast in the apostles' doctrine. The apostles got their teaching, their doctrine from Jesus. For when they were commissioned, Matthew 28, 20, he said, make sure teaching them to observe whatsoever I have commanded thee. Now, let's find out where Jesus, what he has to say about his doctrine. He said, my doctrine is not mine. This is the man who is approved of God. He said, but his that sent me, He said, if any man will do his will, any man will purpose in his heart to perform what God requires, he shall know of the doctrine. This is powerful, brothers and sisters. It tells us that to know the doctrine of Christ it comes through obedience to his will if any man will do not study to know but any man will do I wish uh, believers will recognize the authority in which Jesus is speaking any man will do his will. He shall know of the doctrine. That's the only way you're going to know my doctrine. Whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. I'm just a lecturer or am I the source? He said, he that speaketh of himself seeketh his own glory. But he that seeketh his glory, that sent him, the same is true. And no unrighteousness is in him, approved of God. His doctrine. So it's not his. It's coming from him that sent him. Matthew 7 and 21. Not everyone 
that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. Not everyone. Not everyone that seems to be aligned with him. Not everyone that says, Lord. You know, it's easy for us to say, Jesus is Lord. But he doesn't want that. That's not what he reads into. He understands him being Lord over us. When he sees us doing his will. Not everyone that says Lord. Shall enter into the kingdom of heaven. But he. That doeth the will. Of my father. Which is in heaven. John 6 and verse 40. And this is the will of him that sent me. That every one which seeth the Son. And believes on him. That means to accept it. Accept his teaching. Believes on him may have everlasting life, brothers and sisters. Everlasting life has everything to do with faith in Jesus Christ and him alone. He says, Because of that, you shall. Experience the resurrection power. I, who is the resurrection and the life, will raise him up on the last day. It is for us to pause, brothers and sisters, and I'm speaking. much thought in what I am saying tonight. Tears within my my entire being of our outlook on church on on the Jesus experience. Because, brothers and sisters, what the Lord is saying here. A man who believes the message of Jesus will act differently from the way he used to act before he met him. A man who is 
fully convinced about the message of Jesus. We love him with all his heart, soul, mind, every fiber of his being. The church, the body of Christ, that received the gift of the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. That great, awesome worship experience, even before the coming of the Holy Ghost. The Bible said the 120 believers, as was commanded by the Lord, tarry here until you receive power from on high. They were in one place, one mind. Nobody trying to prove themselves over another. Everybody had the same need. The teaching about the comforter. The teaching about the Holy Ghost. And everybody was subjected to the instruction. They obeyed. 120 believers. One place. In obedience to Christ. And that's, and brothers and sisters, that's how we understand what worship is about. Worship is obedience to Christ. Not necessarily our clapping of hands, our shouting and our noise. Because we can be noisy and disobedient. We can shout his name. And fail to perform his will. And because of that. The Bible said. That the Holy Ghost. Was poured out upon them. And they began to speak in tongues. As the Holy Ghost gave them utterance. Cloven tongues of fire sat upon each of them. And out of that experience, that's God's approval of the attitude of 120 believers performing the will of God. Because of that, the Lord poured out the Holy Ghost upon them. Shook the entire city. Confounded. Amazed. And perplexed. The worship was so intense. That it created that sort of an atmosphere. 
that unbelievers, people who did not know about what was happening, was attracted to what the believers were experiencing at that time. You know, brothers and sisters, as I begin to reflect on this passage of scripture and the experience, I recognize that people who need God are never attracted to programs. I want God to strip this church. I want God to strip me. And I say strip, I mean whatever may be a hindrance to the purity of the message of Jesus. Take it away. see brothers and sisters when the church performs the will of God the supernatural takes place God had never intended and I say this God had never intended at any time for us to create atmospheres to attract or to receive the supernatural based on our programs. of scripture see brothers and sisters we want a church that's free from suffering we want a Jesus experience that's foreign to Jesus himself We want, to we want him to give us an experience that he has never experienced. And it's confusing the church. Somebody say, I'm a little bit harsh. Let's look at Hebrews 5 and verse 8. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered we have that on the screen hallelujah Jesus Christ although he was a son he learned 
obedience by what he suffered. Continuing steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine, the teaching that was given by Christ, which Christ received from him that sent him. How can that doctrine be changed to fit culture, to fit a society that's rebellious against God, to fit saints or people who are called by the name of the Lord Jesus Christ who want to live comfortably and experience no pain and hope to experience eternal life. God never change. He said, he learned obedience through suffering. And the suffering, brothers and sisters, caused a voice to echo from heaven, testifying that this is my will, my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next time on the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. In other words, his message must be listened to. Men has got to pay utmost. All their attention must be given to what Jesus has to say. That's the, that's, that's the Jesus experience. If we, are, if we are ever going to receive anything from him. I, I, I know uh, people are excited about miracles, excited about uh, signs and wonders. And, uh, and most of us, as soon as the Lord does one little thing through us, we begin to talk about ourselves and forgot, forget about the name of the Lord. And then we just live a life of pride. Let's look on what suffering looks like. Uh, quickly, Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Since... To be firm, to be steadfast. It first means that we have to have an understanding. To be steadfast in doctrine means that the body has got to clearly understand what the message is. Next, the body has got to fully Commit themselves to the message of Jesus Christ by obeying. You see, 
in Acts chapter 5, one of the second, the second persecution recorded by, by Luke. Now, what causes it? Acts chapter 5, let's look at verse 12. It's after the death of Ananias and Sapphira. The Bible said, and by the hands of the apostles. You see, brothers and sisters, let's understand. The apostles had nothing new or their own opinions to teach the people. They served Jesus faithfully for three and a half years or thereabout. And whatever the Lord taught them is what they are teaching the church. Bible said, and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. By the hands of the apostles. Many signs, many wonders. Bible said, and of the and of the rest, there's no man joined himself to them, but the people magnified them. And the believers and believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes, both of men and women. Brothers and sisters, this Jesus ministry in its purity, the message of Jesus. Has the ability to attract. Whether it be people who are critical. Or people who are desirous. Of being saved and delivered. From their sinful lives. Bible said. In so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets. Why would you bring the sick to the apostles? People were not recognizing that people were healed from their sickness and their diseases. Church, we got to believe that if we are connected to the message of Jesus, Jesus will show up. He told his disciples, go. Anointed them, sent them. So go heal the sick. Preach about the kingdom of heaven. We never heard the disciples praying that the Lord would show up and heal some sick. They were just obedient to the master. Obedient to his will. And God showed up with signs and wonders. Bible said, in so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets and laid them on the beds and couches. And at the, le and at the least, the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. 
There came also multitude out of the cities round about Jerusalem. Bringing sick folks. Because God knows that some that there are a lot of folks are burdened and troubled. And there's no answer to their issues outside of the message of Jesus. But the church don't believe it. And them which were vexed with unclean spirits and the beautiful experience, they were, and they were healed, every one. Here we see now, brothers and sisters, we like this story. We like what we have read about here. Oh God, a good Sunday night service. Everyone that came to church, the sick, don't you recognize? We lay hands on them. Sometimes we don't even have the time to lay hands. We just cause our shadow. Oh my God, to pass over them. Some nice shadows coming from some fancy robes. Nice shadows. Just cast over the sick and they just get up. Oh God, don't you see the power is in the church. That's how, that's how we want it. And everybody say, Amen. Hit a high five. Big up yourself, Jesus. That's what we want. But that's what shows that we are crazy. Because that can't happen without verse 17. Then the high priest rose up and all they that were with him, which is in the sect, of the Sadducees and were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison because if the church get the miracle experience without the persecution they go wild wild west after a while you never hear about Jesus all you hear about is miracles I, I'm so glad uh, uh, for for something that my, my my pastor taught me back home in Jamaica before I came to Canada. He said, "Son, I don't preach miracles." I listen. See what you mean? He said, "No, the church was never called to preach miracles. Never called to preach." Uh, signs, healings, and wonders. And say, we don't pray for that. I said, okay. He said, preach Jesus and his message. And when you preach Jesus and his message, signs and wonders will follow you. But we 
brothers and sisters, if you recognize what's happening, oh, there's such a great deal of pain in my heart. We want the miracles to go ahead from the message of Jesus. You know why, brothers and sisters, the message of Jesus is not easily handled. We can accept the signs and the wonders. But when it comes to his message, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Master, good master, tell me what must, uh, what can I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus looked at him with a straight face and said, brother, you're doing good. But one thing, I see in your heart, it's full up of greed. Sell all you have and give to the poor. Couldn't handle that. Went away sorrowful. Because he was imprisoned by possession. No wonder why the church of Jesus Christ was selling out everything. They know. They knew, brothers and sisters, we are fooling ourselves. They knew that they couldn't handle the ministry of Jesus and possession at the same time. What do you think caused them to do that? Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. Peter, come. Matthew, sitting at the seat of cost, come, follow me. See, because brothers and sisters, possession causes us to be independent. makes us significant gives us a name once we start to handle a little bit of money and we become independent we, we, we see ourselves satisfying all our needs no need for him to appease our conscience sometimes we call on his name but we know if we pray and he don't answer we're going to put it on the credit card. If you pray and you don't answer, we're going to hit the bank. Because the bank is an answer. You have some folks. Uh, oh my God. If Jesus don't pray, if Jesus don't answer, they know they are dead. And so when they pray, they pray with passion. Because if God don't show up, it's a dead case. See what happened here. They laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. To be steadfast will mean that one has got to know that he has to experience suffering. Although he was a son, he learned obedience through what he suffered. We want the ministry of Jesus without any suffering. Brothers and sisters, little label that we have on our church apostolic 
Yes, we are apostolic. But the label cannot save us. Obedience to his will. Jesus said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. He means what he said. Only those who perform my will. Watch, brothers and sisters. God knows what he's doing and I'm closing. So the persecution comes. They're thrown into a common prison. But the angel of the Lord, if God can heal the sick and show up and deliver people of all manner of diseases because his name is preached, because the message of Jesus is preached, then when the persecution come, one should understand as a believer that the same God who healed the sick is the same God that can deliver us out of all persecution if he desires to do so. And so the angel of the Lord by night opened the prison doors and brought them forth and said, go stand and speak in the temple to the people all the words of this life, the ministry of Jesus, oh God Almighty, is a ministry that speaks life. He has come, my God Almighty, to give us life and that more abundantly. Brothers and sisters, no man, no system can imprison, my God, the message of life. Look, brothers and sisters, they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Listen now. And when they heard that, they entered into the temple, the same place where the individuals who captured them threw threw them into prison. Because Jesus, the angel, was sent and told him, go stand and speak in the temple. I know they persecute you. I know what they did, throw you in this this prison. But I'm here. God sent me to deliver you. And And these are the words that I was given to give to you. Go stand. Don't get comfortable. Go right up, right back in the place which you were persecuted. Go stand and speak. Speak what? The message of Jesus Christ. The doctrine of Jesus Christ. What was the doctrine of Jesus Christ? What he got from the one that sent him. Bible said, and when they heard that, they entered into the temple. Brothers and sisters, you know what most of us would do? The thought just came to me. It must be the Lord. We would have a good board meeting or a workers meeting to strategize how we can go and probably 
you know, what we should do just in case. Make sure we have a couple lawyers on board. Because we are we, we we don't want we want we, we we don't want to lose our status as a charity. We don't want to lose our building. We don't want to lose nothing. We just want to make sure that we we, we have a we, we can say this thing without causing any offense. Asking God for a radical spirit. I want to turn. I don't know about anybody else. But if this is where the Lord is going to allow me to live until he comes or until the day I die, I want to turn this country upside down for Jesus. I want to turn it upside down. I don't care if I lose my life. I want to turn it upside down. And so they went early in the morning and No sermon, friends. I'm not hitting it. Not a, a titled sermon. Three supporting points. Introduction, three supporting points, and a closing argument. No. They went and they taught. Taught exactly what the master was doing. Going in the synagogues, going in the temple, and teaching. They went early in the morning just like the Lord told them to do through the angel of the Lord. They taught without fear. Without worrying what the consequence would be. Watches, but the high priest came and they that were with him and called the council together and all the senate of the children of Israel and sent to the prison to have them brought. When the officers came and found them not in the prison, they returned and told. What a miracle. They didn't even realize it's the same men who were imprisoned previous day. Now when the high priest and the captain of the temple and the chief priest Heard these things, they doubted of them whereunto this would grow. Then came one and told them, saying, Behold, the men whom he put in prison are standing in the temple and teaching the people. See, brothers, God thwart. And of persecution and allowed the people to become perplexed. Why? Only because of the name of Jesus Christ, the message that the apostles were preaching, were teaching. Brothers and sisters, see. I fear that there's a great danger. A lot of us are making noise. We're doing what we want to do. And we don't recognize. We're not correctly executing the ministry of Jesus. And how can Jesus approve it? 
leave some of the fancy pulpits and find a man down in the street has no building has no pulpit has no microphone but he's he's preaching Jesus and him crucified and he has moved on using the man down the street that we criticize a man who would go to the street corner to find the poor and preach the gospel we have our fancy buildings decked out, well littered. Jesus is looking for a message to approve. A building without a message. A building where the glory can never be found. We are in trouble. Brought them before the council and the high priest asked them, saying, did we not, did not we straightly command you that he should not teach in his name? Behold, he hath filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. <laughs> then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. We hear a lot of noise. But it's coming from men. There's one voice that we have to listen to. God of our fathers raised up Jesus. Whom slew and hung on a tree. Why Peter start there? Raise him up. Resurrection. We Church folks don't even talk about resurrection. Sometimes the only time we hear about resurrection is when one of the saints died. Him had God exalted with his right hand to be a prince and a savior for to give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And we are his witnesses of these things and so is also the Holy Ghost whom God had given to them that obey him. Hello. Those of us who are seeking the Holy Ghost. This is the word of the Lord. It's given to them that obey him. When they heard that. They were caught to the heart. And took counsel to slay them. Hmm. Every preacher should read, read this passage. To be bold in the message of Jesus is to be prepared to die. They took counsel. Trying to come up with a plan as how to kill them. But when there was a Pharisee named Gamaliel, a doctor of the law, had in reputation among all the people and commanded to put the apostles for a little space. Give them a little time. Take heed yourselves what he intend to do as touching these men. God handle every man's heart. God just allow his presence to come near to Gamaliel. He said, for being these days uh, rose of Theodas. Th- 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 
boasted himself to be somebody to whom a number of men, about 400, joined themselves, who were slain, and all as many as obeyed him were scattered and brought to the north. After this man rose up Judas of Galilee in the days of the taxing and drew away much people after him, he also perished, and all, even as many as obeyed him, were dispersed. And now I say unto you, refrain from these men and let them alone. For if this counsel or this work be of men, it will come to naught. Just give it time. So they come, so they go. Just give it some time. If it is of men, nothing can come of it. But if it be of God, he cannot overthrow it. Lest happily he be found even to fight against God. agreed they were sent away commanded not to speak in the name of Jesus and the next thing we heard they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name But these men are not like us. See, brothers and sisters, because the only wisdom they talk about is the wisdom of God. But we have a kind of wisdom that we elevate in the church, which Jesus called the foolishness of men. Because after having been commanded, at least, we would say, oh, we are not going to stop teaching about Jesus. But these men look like fools. To us, they would, they would see, oh, they're not using wisdom. Because verse 42 tells us, and daily in the temple. Something was in their bones. Something was in their spirit. They were steadfast. In the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Oh God Almighty. Daily in the temple. We're going right back up. Where the council met us. Where we bore shame for the name of Jesus Christ. We're going back up there to tell the people. Because there are some people who are dying on their way to hell. And we have the message that come to loose them and to deliver them. They went back to the temple and in every house they ceased not to teach and preach Jesus Christ. Churches are all about Jesus Christ. I'm telling you folks, I'm telling each and every one of us who are gathered here on the line tonight. Hallelujah. I'm not trying to, 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 to raise up an assembly we are traveling with a message from Jesus. It's not about building an assembly uh, to feel satisfied. The only thing that can make me feel satisfied is to preach Jesus and him crucified. The only thing that can make us feel, oh God Almighty, satisfied and cause us to live a life uh, of joy in this world is to perform the will of Jesus Christ. Straight back to the temple to tell people about Jesus and him crucified. Let's unmute our microphone. 
Oh God, we need, we need, we need Jesus. We need him now. We need him now. Steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. Kata Babushanda Bakasaya.